Yeah, I'm fired. Let's do it. Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, this is JNA from the Let's Get Loud podcast. And today we have someone that is loud, bold, fun. I don't know. We Basically, we feel like we know you, Jake, but uh, we have Jake from Midday Squares, everyone. Boop, 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 boop. What about vicious? I like the idea of vicious. Vicious. Okay, tell us more. Why do you feel like you fit that word, vicious? Well, I just, I just like that word. I don't know. I'm a nice guy. I'm like super nice, but I am bold. I'll tell you that. I am bold. I'm wild and I'm unapologetic like you two. You guys are wild and unapologetic. And that's why I think we connect at a very deep level. And I feel like you said you know me, but I feel like I know y'all. That's the, that's the cool thing about this whole thing. We never met in person. We've never. never. Um, and you're just in Montreal, which is just, I thought you were actually in Toronto, but uh, I saw that you were on uh, some TV show, some French TV show. I, I think that you're just like, you're not stopping yourself from doing all the things. Yeah, I think in life, every time I, I see discomfort, and I learned this on the entrepreneurial run for the last 10 years, is I always try to step into those zones of discomfort because those zones are where you see where the actual magic of life happens. It could be good or bad, but it's never average. And that's why I never want to be average. I promise I promised myself when I was in college that I got to stop being average. And that moment since then, I've always entered into really uncomfortable like situations. I mean, there's definitely, you guys are not average. All of you uh, are actually just insane, like insane. So we invited Jake today because you know what? Our podcast is called Let's Get Loud. And honestly, you guys, you're just listening to what we, we, Alicia and I are just so excited to be talking to Jake. So you're just like basically creeping a conversation that we've always wanted to have with one of the uh, co-founders of Midday Squares, honestly, because we've been following you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I, I, I saw you guys, I don't know if it was yeah. on the internet or your product first. I don't know which one, uh, yeah. you know, um, drew me to you first, but I remember telling Jose, yeah. I was like, you need to see their story story. Their yeah. founder story is incredible. Yeah. They're Canadian. They're crushing it. Like, yeah. and I was just walk, creep, just yeah. hike. That, that's how it happened for us. Alicia was like, you need to follow midday squares. Cause we, I think we were eating the product and you're like, these, these, the founders of these, <laughs> these businesses, they're fucking crazy. Um, and it was like, you need to watch their, uh, founder story. So in the, in your highlights, uh, in their highlights, you guys, you have to go watch just the raw realness of it. It, that like you, you guys are crushing it. Like, I don't know what else to say. You guys are fucking crushing it. Okay, don't, don't hype me up. You're getting me fired up right now. Um, what, what's interesting is, you know, the food space is such an intimate space. And like, you know, we eat the foods, we eat that, we drink beverages. It goes in our body. Yet I found when we first started, there was no really emotional connections to brands. We were buying them because of like commodity or price or functionality rather than being invested into a brand like we are in fashion or we are in cosmetics. And I was just like my partners. I was like, I was like, how do we emotionally connect to the consumer at a deep level? My aunt, and basically what I said to them was, we just got to tell a great fucking story that actually relates to the average human or the normal human. They could be like, this company is just real. It's authentic. It's true. It's unapologetic. And when you see our product in the space of 40,000 other grocery items, we shine bright like a diamond because you're like, I love that team. I love what they stand for and their product's great. And that just enhances the growth and it spreads the word a lot faster than just buying marketing materials or buying or buying advertisements on billboards. And like, you know, we don't have the budgets like Hershey's or Mars or Mondelez or even those better for you companies that are pretty large. We just have a great story. And for us, it was just like, let's fucking share it. Let's make friends with our customers. Let's not make them customers. Let's actually get to know them at a deep level where, yeah, I could take my shirt off, like, you know, literally open up show the nipple if I have to, you know, like it doesn't make a difference. That actually creates human to human, right? And that's the vibe that 
we try to portray and live by every single day. You definitely are crushing that. And like, obviously it might've been easier when you guys were smaller. Like I was I watching your story, like the photos, the Polaroid photos that you guys used to take and then hand deliver. That's nuts. Oh, yo, that was crazy. So we would literally do them for an hour. Take literally imagine this. We'd dress up funky in like hockey helmets because that's Canada. Um, crazy hair, wigs, glasses like I'm wearing right now. And we would literally take a Polaroid every two seconds and then write, hand write to our customers. Hey, Jose, we love you so much. We love your dog or whatever it was custom that we found about you. And then we'd go hand deliver it to you. So you'd meet us on top of that. Today, we still do that, but we do it with scale, obviously. My mom still writes every Polaroid picture. Yeah, yeah, she does it for free. We tried to pay her. She doesn't take money. It's ridiculous. She does it because she loves her kids, I guess. And um, But now, at least, we figured out a way to do like crazy photo shoots, take the pictures so we don't do them every day. It's all being done strategically. But again, she's done 600,000 of them. I mean, I was going to say, like, I, I received, I ordered a box the other day and I'm like, wow, like they're still doing this. It's incredible. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, it's because we're in that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial space and it's like, we see like just the photo shoots and just the work, the team. So that was a part of like our conversation and what we want to ask you, like your team seems incredible. Uh, they seem to be on the same mission than you guys like they're just they want you to win like everyone's winning um and it's just so fun to watch and to see and i think you guys are at what like what how did how do you decide who is in the team like how does that work this team is incredible and i always say any journey of entrepreneurship or any company you're going to start with you cannot win without a great team and great people and for us you know i'm not saying we're perfect we're definitely not we actually make a lot of faults we've been through a lot of different turnovers and stuff like that but that's because we're trying to find the right group of people that flow really well together and elevate and actually keep momentum moving forward and not backwards and for us like everything's documented here think about it you can't just come here and not expect to be filmed there's cameras rolling 24 7 all the room so if there's someone crying in a breakdown going through something the camera is rolling and this is something that you as a person that's going to join us need to be comfortable with, right? We obviously go over it because for us, we promise since day one that we are going to show the unfiltered, real raw version of whatever happens. If the if it's good, bad, ugly, we want our fans to know and be part of what everything's going on. And that means there's stuff that's not really comfortable that gets shown, right? And yeah, it makes it very hard to formulate a team that really believes in that vision. But once you find it, it's magical and it just flows. Well, we said the same, like I was, we were talking before we got on and I was like, we know that there needs to be a fucking camera all the time. Cause we see your videos. And I'm like, who's filming? Like, because like, we don't have that. Right. So who's filming who's editing, like, because like, we are somewhat in I know, the world like that, we see the work and the, the yeah. resources that you guys have dedicated to that part of your business. And my God, it, it's working. No, it's definitely working, but you, that was like risk risque, oh, uh, oh, because you have to keep it up and it's, it's a yeah. lot. It's, it's a job. It's a full-time job. And here's the kicker. When we started, everyone thought we were out of our minds because we hired a a videographer is the first hire rather than a food scientist. And people were like, you're a food company. Why are you hiring a, a person that takes videos? And we're just like, because 
we truly believe that marketing in the future or today from the future onwards is who is going to be the best storyteller. Whoever is the best storyteller is going to win the consumer at the deepest level. So we have a whole team dedicated now as we scaled, obviously. We have videographers, we have editors, we have showrunners because it's all just synchronized. They got to come up with a story. They got to be able to have the captured content. They have to go through the old content, B-roll. And then they got to formulate a short video that captures something that, you know, an average person wouldn't necessarily know about, or and also, sorry, an average person would be curious about, but also our current base to be excited about as well. So it's a very hard, complex uh, job. But that being said, we, all, we like to call ourselves a chocolate manufacturer, but also a media company. So two under one roof. Is that where the podcast idea came from? Because you guys have a podcast now. And I'm like, just even that, like, that's a lot of work. I'm like, why are they doing this? Like, yeah, but it's to keep the story alive, to keep that, because podcasting is, is massive right now. And if people are interested in your story, they're going to be interested in what you have to say. I just, they're just doing it all. Y'all, yeah, y'all understand podcasting. It's so much work. It, you know, even us, we don't have the resources to fully can keep consistency on that podcast. We wish we could do it once a week or once every two weeks. Right now we're doing it once every three weeks um, because it's too much pressure and time on the team. That being said, the reason why I have a podcast is so our industry can actually understand what's going on through our minds as strategy. When we talk strategy of like, you know, what we're going through and how we think through solutions or problems, that way they can get to know us at a very deep, deep level and understand that we're not just these millennials that are whack and crazy and unapologetic, but we actually have this strategic executional skill that we want people to see. But again, content takes up so much time. If you want to be great at it, you need to give your energy, your momentum, your passion, and you've got to, got to become obsessed with the craft because otherwise, eventually it's just, if you don't stay consistent and keep giving, it's eventually going to give out and it's not going to continue. Your story is not going to be continued to be told and people are going to forget about it. They're not going to want to be part of it anymore because there's millions, if not billions of pieces of content being shared daily in the world. Yeah. Oh man. Yet you're still always on my timeline. It's the top one. <laughs> Just Jake in, in grocery stores, like just that, like you're, I, and I know, like, I think that the average person, because we're in that space where you have to go to the grocery store, you have to take a picture. And with, that's with not buddy. your only job. So yeah, you have like other we things. know that you do other shit. So we're like, oh my God, like, I'm so like, there's so much that's happening and we know that the work that's put behind, that's why we're so inspired. Like I often say, I'm like, I'm just like, did you see their video? Did you see their photo shoot? Did you see? Cause we watch and we're like, holy, like. They are just keep the momentum. I know momentum is one of your favorite words, um, but like, it's just, you're just pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, I've noticed lately that you guys seem to be balancing more that space. Like, cause I've seen, I haven't seen all of your pieces of content cause there's so much, but I definitely saw tears and like, this is fucking hard. And like, you guys just, the, the, between the three of you, uh, you, Nick and uh, Leslie, you're, it's like, there's a lot of emotion and I can just imagine being three of you. I think it's beautiful that you're with your sister. I think it's great. I love, I love, I love the love. I love the relationship there. I, I think it's great. Um, and then I'm like, I see you guys taking a little bit more vacation. I saw you in Bahamas. I, I see Nick, see, I'm a creeper. So I see Nick and Leslie in Mexico and I saw your mom, your mom's a babe. Um, but, uh, I was just like, okay, they're, they're, they seem to be more balancing out their life right now because it, it looked like you guys were, were told if you want to do this, you need to like balance this out. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So very important. Um, you know, burnout is a real thing. Uh, it's truly something dangerous actually, because 
when you burn out, you might not even know that you're on the pace of burnout. And then when it comes, it comes. And when it hits you, it can hit you not for two days, not for three days, but six months, eight months, a year. It could affect you permanently because you could lose complete inspiration. You can lose your creativity, your energy to give to creativity, your love for what you're doing because your mental drain is so drained that you have nothing left in the tank to give. So you've used everything in your body to, to, to give to something and you never recharged it. You never replenished it. It's like a Tesla. If you're driving the Tesla, eventually it's going to go out of battery. And if you're in the middle of nowhere, what the hell do you do? You got to start walking. You're exhausted. It's not going to go anywhere. You can't push it, whatever it is. You need to recharge. So what we realize with our therapist, we see a therapist once or twice a week, mandatory, some most of the time together, but also individually. And what we learned was- That's like amazing. Like because at the end of the day, you guys are in a relationship, the three of you and a working relationship, personal, that takes work. And so obviously that's incredible. You guys are prioritizing. Yeah, I had seen that and I was like- man like that like that's time and you need to prioritize that and people don't even do that in their own lives like i i you guys are great okay keep going yeah therapy has been the savior and the only reason why we're here today is because we're also family right so yeah we didn't go into business because we're family we complement each other's skill set but the idea was we want to remain family after this or during this journey otherwise it wasn't worth it so that gives us a safe zone to have very hard conversations to go through emotions work through things you know, solve problems. And I think that's the savior. We spend 50 to 100K a year now as a company on therapy um, because it's that important as an investment. That being said, the vacations. So we originally didn't take any vacations. And then we realized that if we don't, we're inching very, very close, thin edge to that burnout, which any single step forward will burn out and we could be in trouble as a business because it will hurt the entity. So what we decided to do is take four, four every quarter, we take um, sorry, every every three months we take a a small vacation. It doesn't have to be out of town. It could be five. It's just five days of doing absolutely nothing, or it could be going to Mexico, Bahamas, wherever it is. And the idea is, is we just need to re replenish, recharge, and gain back from our exhaustion. Because when you're building something that you know is almost the odds are stacked really against you, the odds are almost impossible to win. You know, you're really pushing your limits every day, 150%. You're exhausting your resources, right? So you need to give it some time to recuperate. Your body is a temple, but it also needs its fuel and its recharge to actually function properly. Oh, and like, I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, they, we were talking before and I'm like, they seem to have no limits. And like, that's like, that's what, how, like, cause even us as a business, uh, we're like often talking about our limits and like, it seems like you guys, are just push like always pushing. And it's like, so inspiring. Honestly, I'm like, man, see, they just go. And if they fail, they fail, but like, they like learn from their failure and then they just keep pushing after that. But that is emotionally exhausting. So you're not just like physically pushing a lot. Yeah. You're emotionally, you're, you give so much, so much. Like we know how emotionally investing it is or exhausting to be on social media all the time. Like that is emotion. And my whole job is to build the network of the brand, right? So the people we get to meet, I got to make friends with everybody and then bring them to the entity at some point, right? So it's like, whether that be a retailer, a journalist, a media, um, legal financing, I'm consistently going to perform authentically, but with my full amount of energy to these individuals, whether that be through digital, through content creation or physically showing up. Like I go on these milk runs every week and a half where I go to a new city and I, I go meet all the people I networked with. And we try to make magic happen, build friendship and see where it goes from there. But 
it's a lot of energy. It's work. It's physically, physically demanding and it's mentally demanding because it's emotionally draining to be living in a hotel all the time, you know, yeah. sleeping badly, nutritionally, sometimes not getting the best nutrition and always having to perform at your highest level. That being yes. said, like you're always on, on, always on. And my, our mentality here is we were, we are willing to die on the hill is what we say. And what I mean by that is the only way this thing doesn't work is if you drag us off. And that's, that would mean that we had succeeded. And what I mean by succeed is just means that we know that we gave it everything we got and that if it doesn't work, it's okay. But if it works great, the only thing is, is that we're trying to protect now is we're okay to die on the hill, but we don't want to die on the hill completely burnt out where we can't function after. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the, okay. So you, that part as well, where I see that you're doing like, um, like you're like keynote speakers at like colleges and like, you know what I mean? Like you're doing tons of things that are like not related to like a chocolate company. Um, and like, that's where I see now that you're doing that to connect with people to whatever. Cause at the end of the day, how are these people going to support Jake or support that like they support midday squares? Like, you know, they know about midday squares through your passion. You're also obviously a great speaker, like clearly. So they need, like you can own. And we often say that, right? Because we also have a weight loss business, but we're great speakers as well. And so we get hired to like speak at things and whatever. And I'm like, that's not always the case that businesses also are good speakers, that the owners of the business are also good speakers and have a message and a mission. And you're that person in, in midday, midday squares. Yeah. Y'all are rock stars and I, and I respect everything y'all y'all do and the effort, the energy y'all has put in. It's, it's inspiring. I think the keynotes and all that stuff, like the radio stuff, the TV, the, 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 all the jam, the awards, all that, all that conference stuff is super important. I treat it as if we're running for election, like a political election. And basically we got to get elected as the prime minister, the president, whatever you want to call it. And what that does is it creates this energy where we are going to energize people, get them fired up, get them to believe in, be a fan of, want to vote for, and how they vote is you're right. They either go to the store and buy the midday square, or if they don't buy it, they go and tell everybody about our brand. Yeah. So that's why I always say build fans or voters, not customers. Customers might just come once and that's it, sweep on next. But if you have fans, they will stay with you hopefully for a very, very long time as long as you keep giving them the added value that is authentically to you, authentic to who you are. I mean, we, we connect so we good. Yeah. We needed it. We needed yeah, we a little pissed talk. We did. Uh, we connected that. Like everything that you say, it really connects to us because you're, you're so right. We, and sometimes people will be like, we're not going to join your program, but we fucking love you. How can we support you? And I'm like, tell other people about us. Like to share our podcast, tell people that you met us, that, that you liked us, that you came to our show, that you like, they don't need to become customers. As you said, we just need more people to know we exist. That is a big part of what we want. Um, so we're really inspired by, and you guys fucking go loud. Like you go loud. Oh, yeah. Build out loud. Why not? Oh, I, I like, were you ever afraid? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I was because I'm going to tell you the truth. When I was in college, I was doing everything for other people, meaning I was trying to please, you know, people I love, like my parents, um, my friends. I wanted to show them that I could be this academic. I want, I said to be an actuary and I was like, I'm going to be an investment banker. I'm going to kill it. And that's all I did was not from Jake. It was for everybody to show that I could do it for everybody else. And I was basically in a mental handcuff, right? Because I was doing everything I hated. I actually had so much hate, which I don't really have today, any hate to anything, but I did because I was so angry at myself that I wasn't being authentic that finally 
I let go when I started failing the actual grades. And I said, I'm done with this. Like, this isn't me. Like, I cannot continue to follow this path that society, unfortunately, sometimes caves you into where you can't see above anything else other than the path that's there. And as I've been on this journey, so I was afraid then, right? I was like, is this my, I'm like, is this my life? I'm going to be miserable, unhappy, un, you know, be doing everything for everyone else but myself. It's exhausting. It's not authentic. It's it, it, it takes more time, energy to be somebody else and to be yourself. And then I finally realized over the last 10 years of actually, again, stepping into discomfort, being more and more confident who I am and, and respecting myself for that, I finally start to realize that I'm honestly the zebra. There's a lot of zebras in a forest. Imagine this. And I'm this giraffe and there's nothing wrong with the zebras, um, but I'm this giraffe and there's this forest and I could see above the trees. I could see below, below the trees, the side of the trees, but I'm with a bunch of zebras, which unfortunately cannot raise their neck above the trees. So they can't see the beauty or the opportunities or the freedom that comes over the trees. And everyone can grow into the giraffe if they choose to. But a lot of the people are scared. There's the fear of judgment, being misunderstood, you know, looking embarrassing, let's call it, if you're embarrassed. And that's what blocks people from their optimal self or becoming their actual superpower, which is them just being themselves. And finally, today, that's my vision. My purpose is three things. Go spread a good energy in the world. Second thing um, is, is make people feel something deeply inside, whether I'm doing business with them or becoming friends with them or both. And the third thing, most importantly, is to show that you can win at doing anything you want in life by just being you. And hopefully I could build a billion dollar chocolate business while remaining unapologetic, taking my shirt off whenever I want, saying fuck if I want to say fuck and dancing my way to the top. But that way I can inspire the next generation to not necessarily follow the the golden handcuff path Mm -hmm. of just keeping you in a line, a herd. Oh, I always say this, like, I feel like there's so many ways to make money. And I'm like, I, you know, the, the like university, whatever, like, I'm not saying we were actually high school teachers before we like launched and, and, and fully became who we are today. But like, so we believe in education guys. Um, but it's just the, it's the whole point of like, you can make money in so many different ways now. It's not like our generation. I don't know. I feel like you're younger than we are, but like, um, it's, it's not like when we were in high school or whatever, like now the kids like you can do whatever you want and make money. You know, like, I truly believe that like exactly. your, your career path can be whatever you want it to be. But the only way you survive that or that thought process is to be yourself. If you keep following society's wants and society's whatever, like you're not going to thrive earning money that way. You have no chance. You have zero chance if you're not yourself. And you know, I, by the way, I, I actually like the education system. Um, I, w- I went high school, CJEP, uh, college. I just think there needs to be some tweaks um, to inspiring cre- yeah. creativity um, and being more yourself. Learning how to network, for example, is a big one. And yeah, no, I just think you're right. It, it, the moment you start to be yourself is the moment, and it's not going to happen overnight, but if the moment you start doing that, you're going to start to see a small little wins. And again, you said momentum before. How momentum works is small wins of compound eventually exponentially into something really massive over time. So winning those small wins, just by being yourself for one extra minute of the day or five extra minutes, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. 
It's so amazing because like how we teach people to lose weight, not that it's about us, but is literally through authenticity. Like we are like, you need to be authentic to yourself. And you know how difficult that is for some people? They're just focused on what they should do, what they should be eating, what they think society thinks they should do, what they should weigh. And we're like, let all of that shit go, figure out your own values for you and start creating your life that way. And so often people come to us looking for weight loss, but I think they're really looking for happiness. And the, that, and I'm telling you that the happiness is coming through authenticity. Yeah. Like yeah. you probably are so happy because you're you. Yeah. And I, I like, yeah, like when I am fully myself, I feel good. I feel like in this flow state, which is, I feel like I'm unstoppable, but then, you know, you get these highs and highs and, and, the, and those are dangerous because then you hit the lows and lows. And, and if you don't balance that properly, it's of those emotional mental swings are way too crazy and wacky that like, you know, I've been at times very depressed during this journey. I've been, you know, times very lonely, depressed, you know, and I speak to so many people, thousands of people, but I felt alone because people don't understand me necessarily. But then when yeah. I find my, oh, yeah. I find my peeps, I then like get juiced up, elevated and I get fired up. But it's hard to find those people that can relate, that could be there and say, you know what, this makes sense, you know, like blah, blah, blah. So you know, building your ecosystem is extremely important um, where people aren't pulling you down or, 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 or taking you down. They're more just pushing you upwards while you also are pushing them up. And I think that that's the benefit of a real friendship. Yes. Oh, I always say you need you need uh, balcony friends. We all have basement friends that bring us down. We have living room friends that we just kind of feel comfortable with and then balcony friends. And we need balcony friends. They're just elevating. And, you know, when you meet other entrepreneurs, you meet people that are being loud and getting outside of their comfort zone. It's just incredible. Yeah. And for you to be, like you said, if you, you build a billion dollar, you know, chocolate company and you, you were yourself the whole time, like you're fucking winning. Yeah. Like if, you know, because I can't even imagine you in a boardroom with the Hershey people. Oh, I just, oh, too much. I just love it so much. much. You know, it's, it's not even hot that, you know? Uh, Okay. Um, So uh, during your podcast, you just talk about like, because obviously we would love for people to listen to your podcast. So, and buy your product. I mean, we share your products all the time on our social media. So our, our people know who you are for sure. Um, We absolutely love your product. And, but honestly, what it's, it can, you're not just a chocolate, you're not just a product. You are not. So why we love your product so much, Jake, it has to do with you guys for sure. So you're crushing it because you even influenced us. I actually don't know which one I like more. Oh, one of the, yeah, the product like guys, like it's good. That's the future of any successful business, what service yeah. or product is, is you need to have the story aspect and you need to have the product aspect. <clears throat> you just have one, it won't work because yeah. today, again, everyone's on their phones for entertainment. They, they're sitting there to learn or entertain. So if you're not doing any of those two, you're finished. Yeah. You won't get this attention. And then and if you don't have a product, they're not going to repurchase. Yeah. You're right. Because now you're, they're being reminded of how awesome you are. And they're like, I want to keep buying this product. I also think about like all the TV shows and all the interviews you got and whatever, when they introduce you guys, it's always like this company's, you know, doing things out of the box. This company is whatever. Cause like you said, there are bajillions amounts of products they could be talking about. They're not necessarily talking about midday squares. They're talking about your approach. So that's why you're killing it. That's why they want to talk to you. You have a story you just knew this this was going to work, Jake. You got to be bold outside the box like you, like you two are and you got to be yourself. And if you do those things and then you create something that's a great service or product, I can guarantee, I can guarantee make a promise today that that is your best chance. It doesn't mean you're going to win, but it's your best chance at getting to the winning. 
It's your only actual chance. If you do it inauthentically, it will all come crashing down. And I love that you're not hiding the fact that what you're trying to accomplish is like next level. Like it's next level. Like it's not just like, oh, we're trying to make a good living here. Um, It's literally like I'm trying to like take take over the world. That's how I feel when I watch you guys. And I'm like, they seem like they, they know, even if they're the little, you know, you guys just started in your apartment and in, in Liz's apartment. And like, this is insane. Uh, You guys crushed it. J'aime quand tu parles français. Allez-y, allons-y. Allez-y, allez, allez frappe-moi, dis-moi, on y va. Lâche-toi. <laughs> Oh man, please finish every story with that line. Like I when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I love when he it's says too it. Good. It's too good. Mix it's and match. Too good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do feel like you guys are that story. And I love that you're being honest. Like, if we don't do this, we're not gonna make it. Like we can't, we can't just be safe because we are going to be eaten by Hershey, by so yeah, they will. No, they will. But here's the kicker at the end of the day, like. It's very simple. The, the math is simple. If you want an English or math, it doesn't make a difference. It's the same thing. Feed an input. If you feed average inputs to a statistical graph, okay, your output statistically will be mediocre. It's average inputs will, will, will produce average outputs. But if you decide to put unaverage decisions, so unaverage inputs into that same statistical graph, statistically, your graph will output outlier points. So points that are either top or bottom, but they will not be in the middle. So what I say is that at least being an outlier, it doesn't guarantee success, but it guarantees that you're not average. And even if you lose, if you get the lower outlier, you can still learn. And that learning process is probably even more valuable than the win. So either way, go out there every day. If you're listening to this podcast and make unaverage decisions, even if they have on even if they have bad or good outcomes, at least again, it's on average. Yes. And that like, uh, I, when I, he's saying that I'm like connecting to the fact that people even joining our program, that's not an average decision. And cause it's different. And they're like, what the fuck? And like, there's no meal plans. And how am I going to, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, cause you're going to do self-work and you're going to learn about your habits. You're going to actually be in charge here of what you want out of life. And that's different. That's not the average decision for people when they want to, to do weight loss. I know it's not about us, but like, I'm, I'm having that moment right now. Um, okay. So we're, we have three more minutes of your time before you need to go do something else. Um, yeah. where do you see midday squares in the next five years? Just like end with that. So from a statistical, sorry, from a, from a finance standpoint, we, in the next three years, we want to get to about a hundred million in revenue um, in North America. So Canada, US, in the next five years, we want to build um, outside of North America. So we want to be a, a, a global company, meaning that we want to be head to the UK, Mexico, and then keep going from there outwards. And I think the most important goal of all is if that we are still unapologetic five years later. Yes. Just being yourself. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for your time. This was so uplifting. I yeah. hope everyone needs to watch this episode on YouTube. If yeah. you were, I mean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot wait to just continue to watch yeah. you guys crush it. We are watching and we are so pr- proud of you guys. <laughs> um, and you're, you've given us so much in this podcast. I just want you to know that so I much want- value was yeah. added. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jake. Just know that I love you both. And I thank you so much for giving us a voice. It means the world. Please send me your address, I want to send you some sweatshirts after, okay? See, that was, that was awesome. You got to rep the brand. You got to rep the brand. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Go and do your thing. We thank appreciate you. you. Peace. Bye.